Legally Blonde, Suits, My Cousin Vinny. All badass lawyers, all different. Which begs the question, what type of lawyer do you want to be? Don't waste another second thinking, ugh, I don't even know what types of lawyers there are. Trust us, we've been there. Let's put a stop to that once and for all. Go take the 90-second quiz from new lawyer now what coach Angela Vorpal to give yourself a clear picture of the best fit type law for you. Go to www.whattypeoflawyerquiz.com and take the quiz today. Once you've taken the quiz, send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to hear. <laughs> I also didn't was like, what do I say? Okay. Hey guys, and welcome back to Ladies Who Law School Podcast. I'm Haley. And I'm Sam. And this week's episode is sponsored by Barcast Audio. Barcast Audio is podcast-like audio lessons that help you study for the bar exam. Yes, they have the seven MB subjects, which you can buy like all of them if you want, or you can just do a la carte, which I would recommend if you're a 1L, you're not necessarily studying for the bar yet. That's probably a great option and I really recommend it. And do you hear that in my voice? I like really recommend it. I'm not kidding you guys. So use code ladies, that's L-A-D-I-E-S at barcastaudio.com for a discount on your Barcast Audio subscription. All right, guys. Well, today we have a very special guest. She has been our friend and on this law school journey with us since the very beginning. It is our friend and colleague, Miss Helen Marie. Claps, claps, snaps, snaps. <laughs> Hi, Helen. Hi. <laughs> so let's just get to know you because, you know, we know you, but our audience doesn't, and we want them to get to know you. Exactly. So, Helen, tell them a little bit about yourself. Okay, so my name is Helen Marie Edom. I'm from Edmond, Oklahoma. I went to undergrad at the University of Oklahoma, and now I'm at OCU Law with Haley and Sam. I have hopes to hopefully practice sports law or be a sports agent or work for corporate counsel somewhere and maybe do commercial litigation. Okay, so corporate counsel, sports agent, I can like totally see that. So what, where does the want and desire to do these things come from? You know, where'd this dream come from? So basically when I was in college, I actually had a lot of friends that were athletes and I actually had the opportunity to go to New York and watch one of my friends get drafted. And after experiencing that, I was like, hmm, like how does someone kind of represent people in this position? And that's where the dream of being a sports agent came from. And then honestly, the law school hopes came from actually seeing one of my idols, Agent Nicole Lynn. She did the law school path and then agent path. So that's kind of how I ended up here. Okay, so you want to do this and potentially, like you said, litigation. Do you have anyone in your family or anyone that you know that you're close to that (laughs) is a lawyer? Well, actually, (laughs) I love that you asked that. (laughs) Actually, it just so happens that my dad is an attorney and actually is a pretty good trial 
Warren is known for like his litigation tactics. So, so let's talk a little bit about that before we get into your pre-law journey, because I feel like this kind of goes into your pre-law journey. Yeah. So you grew up in a family where, I mean, law was in your life from a very early age. It was, you were exposed to it um, throughout your whole entire life. So how did how did that affect you? Like, did it make you want to go to law school? Did it ever deter you? Were you ever like, oh, I don't want to, you know, just because my dad does it, I don't want to do it. You know, like, yeah. I feel like some people are like that or like... Things you know. Yeah, and then you know. we'll talk a little bit about like your, when we talk about you in law school, I just want to know, like, do you think it helped, you know? So honestly, I was the latter of what you said. Knowing that my dad was an attorney growing up, I actually wanted to be a dermatologist. I wanted to do the complete opposite of what he did. But then... Honestly, just watching him and then seeing like the impact that he had, I kind of was more so intrigued when I got older. But when I was younger, no interest at all. Even though I saw what he did, he enjoyed what he did, but I was just like, I'm going to, you know, make my own path. So what was your degree in in undergrad? I actually got a BS in communication with a minor in African American studies. So and okay, so how did that translate into law school like do you think it helped the communication I feel like communications could be a great thing as a litigator you know yeah so I definitely think it helped with honestly wanting to go to law school in the sense of like having that like oral component in undergrad before getting to law school but then also because I knew I wanted to be an agent as well I thought that kind of would also open the door in that path as well so it kind of was like a dual Mm -hmm. dual purpose degree Yeah. yeah that's honestly that's the way to do it, guys. Like, use your degree as much as you can. So on that note, let's talk about when you finally decided that you were going to go to law school. So was this in undergrad or in high school? I know you said you wanted to do, like, the sports agent thing. So when were you like, okay, I'm going to apply. Like, let's do this. So it was actually right before graduating undergrad. Um, I actually sat down with my dad, and I was like, I want to be an agent. I think I want to go to grad school. And he was just kind of like, pause you know, have you considered the law? And then, like I said, my idol, who went to law school and is also an agent, I'm like, okay, I see what it can do for her. And as you guys have talked about before in other episodes, a law degree can kind of open doors for anything. And he basically said, you know, take the LSAT, see what happens. Mm -hmm. And I took it, and I saw what happened. And yeah, so I kind of decided at the end of my college career that I wanted to go to law school. It was definitely not a decision that was made early at all. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so everyone's always curious what LSAT, you know, methods people used because everyone's different. Mm-hmm. So what did you do to study for the LSAT? How many times did you take the LSAT? What worked? What didn't? Tell us. So I definitely did like a Barbary prep course mm-hmm. and I had like the one-on-one tutor. like, mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's what I did. So the first time I took it, I did not was not happy with my score, so I actually took it twice. Yeah. But I definitely recommend the one-on-one tutor because I'm the type that needs like a disciplined plan, or I will not do it. So yeah, 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 I invested totally. in that, and it definitely got me the score I wanted. And then it was just coming down to picking where. So, so how did you pick OCU? I ended up picking OCU because even though I got into OU as well, I'd lived in Norman already for four years, mm-hmm. and my dad went to OCU, and he obviously raved about it. He's like a hometown hero for that school. So that's how I ended up at OCU. Yeah. Very cool. So, you know, do you live with your parents or do you live on your own? Live on my own. Nice. Okay. So 
you know, going to law school and like you said, your dad being the hometown hero, I mean, everyone wants to know, like, do you think it helps like in law school, your dad or like, do you guys talk about law school stuff or like, what's that like? So I definitely think there's a misconception out there about having a lawyer parent Mm -hmm. and going into the legal field. I think, I mean, this might not be true, but I've heard that sometimes people think, oh, we already know the law. We know everything. Like, for me personally, I still have to learn how to spot an issue, apply the law just like everybody else. But I do think the one thing that we've both probably heard in the legal community is just like networking. I think having a lawyer parent definitely helps because they've kind of really established themselves in that way. So if, if they talk to like Jim and say, hey, my daughter, this, you're you're kind of getting like a jump on the reputation because they're basing your reputation on theirs, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. So that's the one benefit, I think. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, I see that with a lot of children of lawyers, like they are plugged into the legal community pretty early. And so that being said, did you intern with him at all? Or tell us about that, like internships, jobs. Like, did you ever intern with him before you started law school? So actually, when I was in college, I worked at his office for a while as like a legal assistant Mm -hmm. and just kind of got my feet wet. Mm -hmm. And then when else summer due to COVID, what I had planned for my internship obviously got canceled so I was able to work with him that summer and then also just because he was my dad and that little like reputation plug I was able to network and get a second internship with Judge Green at the juvenile court so that was kind of cool as well nice it just shows you like like you said like how networking is so important and that's part of the whole scheme of law and communications right and for those of you who don't have a parent who can plug you into that community linked in we've been telling you guys to if you haven't like i said several episodes ago pause the episode now and we're going to give you like three minutes just go sign up for linkedin put like your school what you want to do la 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 and it's going to make your life so much better okay back to the episode yeah exactly we'll be right back Hey guys, we want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers, Audible. Yes, Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies, and mysteries. And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners, and all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime. Speaking of thrillers, I know you are currently hooked on Never Lie by Frieda McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. The twists and turns in Never Lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. It's like having a suspenseful companion wherever I go. And for those looking for some financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management. What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers. As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go. Whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court hearing. So, if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer. 
<laughs> LinkedIn works miracles. <laughs> no, seriously. And I think so many people, um, like you said, the misconception, right? So many people do think that lawyer parents, you know. Makes you a genius. It doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Or that they're out here, you know, maybe like helping them with their writing or whatever. But I think the number one thing having a lawyer parent does for you is help you open doors, right? For sure. And, you know, it's just, it's like the same questions uh, that we get about school rank, you know? I think, like, yeah, you can do all the things that people are like, oh, you can only do that if you go to an Ivy League school. No, you can go to big law and everything without a lawyer parent. You can get into law school without a lawyer parent. But it's just so interesting to hear the aspect and the ideas of someone who, you know, grew up around it. So I remember whenever we were... Uh, first, like starting law school, you had told me this story about your dad, like, obviously, like you said, he's a big litigator. So it's like trial, you know, now as we're like in the end of our legal career, like we think about doing trial and you think about like, oh my gosh, that's just like such a huge undertaking. Mm -hmm. And I now see why like things were the way they were. So, okay. So, and you told me basically along the lines of like, he would disappear and then he would take you guys on vacation. Oh, yes. yes. yes, 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 yes. Okay. So basically I feel like when you do have a lawyer parent and maybe others can relate to this, especially if they do a lot or are really successful in their field, they will be busy a lot, especially if they're a trial attorney. And so my dad would be busy working cases, all that stuff. And then he would come back, we'd go on vacation and that'd be like our time with him. Mm-hmm. And then he'd go back to work. And so I feel like now looking in retrospect, it makes sense because of all that goes into trial work. Yeah. But that's just one, like, I guess a downer, I guess, or a con of having a lawyer parent. What was that like as a kid? Like, what did you think? Is that part of the reason you were deterred from the law? Main, main reason, honestly, because I mean, he wasn't like, you mean like your dad would come to like your sports games and stuff like that. He never had the time to because he was working. So Mm -hmm. that was one reason that also deterred me from wanting to be an attorney, because I felt like, how could you possibly like balance the family life with the legal life? It's hard. That's another thing. Work-life balance is something that I think is so hard to figure out in the legal field because they don't really teach you how to do it. Oh, no. You know, you have to kind of figure it out on your own, you know? Absolutely. And I think that it's just interesting, like, you know, we're all women sitting here right now. And if we're to have kids, like, what does that look like for us? And I think so many women end up leaving the legal fields. And I don't want to do that. So it's just like really interesting to hear like a kid's take basically on, mm-hmm. you know, what it what it feels like. Like my dad didn't come to these things, you know, and it's like it, it really matters to the kid, you know, to make time for certain things and like give them attention. And it's kind of like makes sense why people we've talked to in the past were like, I'm not going to have kids because they're they know they're lawyers like they are educated. They know that they cannot give this amount of time to this. Meaning that that is something a sacrifice they're going to give up, you know? And just thinking about that is crazy to me because having, you know, having a family as a lady lawyer is like lady justice, the scales, (laughs) you know, you're balancing it. Like, it's crazy to me. So let's talk about social life in law school because we get a lot of questions about, you know, how do I make friends and what should I do? Obviously, COVID has put like a damper on some stuff, so it's not normal times. Whenever you're listening to this podcast, whether it's five years from now or whenever, like 
it's all the same, right? You just have to put yourself out there. And Helen is a great social butterfly, and she <laughs> knows everybody, and we, we can take some tips from her. So how would you recommend a 1L when they're joint, you know, they're walking into the law school for the first time? How do you just, like, make friends? So I think first off, I mean, I work on this still to this day, just controlling your face. So if someone sees if someone sees you smiling, they're more likely to want to talk to you and approach you versus if you're running around with a scowl on your face or just look too busy to be bothered. So that would be my first tip. Just look friendly. Yeah. And then also just put yourself out there in the sense of like, I mean, even if you are an introvert, if you find one little event or something going on at school that you enjoy, just going to that one event can open so many doors. You can meet so many people. Mm-hmm. So put yourself out there. And lastly, just be yourself. Because, I mean, if you try to be anything but yourself, I mean, in law school, we're all trained to spot, you know, little mm-hmm. issue. People will see through that oh, yeah. really quickly. So oh, if you're, yeah. <laughs> you're a genuine self, I mean, you should make friends. I mean, if you don't. See, and Helen is a very genuine person, and she is absolutely herself at all times. And that's exactly why she has a million bajillion friends. And it's awesome because she's like, she's going to do great guys in life. I'm just thinking of her network here, you know, like I'm like, wow, Helen really has it set up because she's awesome. But, um, so law school drama, study groups, you yeah. know, there's just going off the friendship part, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I think in that same token of like, you're being yourself, you're being genuine you also like don't put up with people's bullshit. You nope. know what I mean? And I think that that's admirable. And it's also something that has to be done in mm-hmm. life as an adult. Mm-hmm. Correct. Newsflash. Mm-hmm. Okay. So whenever you're in law school, like it, there, it's not like there aren't toxic people out there in law school and like people who don't care about you. And I think in that same token of being really friendly, right? Do you feel like ever that has bit you? Oh, for sure. I mean, When I say friendly, I use that word almost cautiously in the sense of I'm a very friendly and nice, open person. Yeah. But like you said, people can come in and take advantage of that. So once I see an inkling, because my intuition is honestly really spot on. Yeah. (laughs) Like like Haley said, I will address it as need be. And if drama happens to ensue from that, I just remind myself my intentions are always pure. I go to sleep at night feeling peaceful and calm. And I also have a playlist that reminds me who I am. Yes. And that just uplifts me. So music, positive vibes, good people, and being yourself. Yeah, you, above you give off the energy and you attract what you give out, right? So mm-hmm. it's like going off to what you said of making friends. It's like if you exude that energy and you're positive and whatever, right? Like whatever you give out, you're going to give back. So mm-hmm. I think it's really important when you're a baby 1L or like the 2Ls who are starting law school, you know, in these first couple of weeks and they're first seeing all their classmates, you know, I think it's just so important to really know who you are. And I feel like that's also so much easier said than done. Yep. And we've all changed so much during law school, but you really got to have these foundational ideas of what you expect of, out of yourself. And I think, you know, just like Helen said, those foundational things that she reminds herself of and would remind you of as you go out and try to make friends are really important. That kind of reminds me of something you told me, um, like your values, like you have to choose your values. Like before you go to law school, you should look at your life and just be like, how do I want to live my life? And what are are the values? Is it, you know, loyalty? Is it being there for people? Is it family? You know, there's a bunch of different things it could be. And just start living your life to follow your values and life will turn out. Like she said, it all works out. And I think also too, you should remember that 
you should control what you can control. You can't control people. Yep. So you need to control how you react to people because nine out of the tens of the time, people want a reaction from you. Yes. And if you can control your reaction, you will always win. Yes. So obviously when you have a lot of friends, stuff happens. And in law school, there's like no time for stuff to happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> so when stuff happens, it's like, uh, why? You know? Yeah. So how do I handle this? If you're in a situation, let's say you're in a study group. This is a hypothetical, guys. This actually didn't happen, but we're, this is a hypo. Don't want to like say that this has happened. <laughs> don't want anyone out there looking yeah, for like, something. Don't yeah. want anyone thinking that, you know. Disclaimer. <laughs> um, let's say you're in a, a study group and then you decide, you know what? I don't want to be in this study group anymore or I don't want the certain person to be in this study group because they're not pulling their weight. They're stealing my work and um, they're taking all my case briefs. Okay. You're upsetting me. Yeah, you're upsetting me. How do you approach that situation without call? Okay, let's say two scenarios. You approach them and you're just like, okay, I need to go. Like, you need to go. And then if they start drama with you, how do you approach that? Okay. And then the other situation is do you just ignore it and go away and like hope you know if they don't do anything do you you just address it yeah do you you address it or you just walk away yeah that's a good question so there's two ways i think i would tackle that the first one in approaching them i would literally let them know hey i've done a b c d e f g can you do the rest of the alphabet and if not bye like just bye or the second scenario when you don't approach them i've found that if you let people stay in stagnancy like that and they're not looking their own way karma will get them So even if you do all the work, there's going to be a point in time where you can't help them and they'll realize, oh, crap, I should have been doing all this this whole time. So you don't even have to handle it because there'll be a point in time. True. And just like you said, just let karma handle it. And honestly, like maybe it is best for you to walk away because it's just better on you. Maybe you're having a lot of anxiety about it. Maybe you're feeling really upset. Because emotions are high. I feel like yes. drama happens and it's, that's why they say law school's no, like high school. No sleep. Yeah. No, yeah. no sleep. You're on a lot of caffeine. Yeah. Alani's. <laughs> um, you know, you're just, it's stressful. Like, especially if you're 1L, I feel like this is when the most drama happens. Like 1L, you're maybe 2L. So you're with each other. You're with the same people all the time. You're going out with the same people all the time. Everyone knows each other's business. Trust me, if you don't think they do, they do. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a very small community. community. And if that's like every law school. I genuinely think, I, yeah, from what I've heard, out, everyone yeah. knows everything. So I don't know. I would just say, like you said, walk away. You know what? When you just smile and wave and like pretend like, you know, you don't care and you just walk away and you're like, Ugh, just let it off, you know, like yeah. let it slip off your back and just you're like, they're not going to get that many cases later because I won't recommend them. I mean, yeah. and that's true. That's something that they tell you in law school about that reputation, because if you don't work hard, like you just said, People I'm not going to refer anything to you. Like, so that's the thing, guys. <laughs> Do you want referrals? Yes. No. Be nice or not. Up to you. And it all goes to the constant saying that it, it is when you go to law school that these are your colleagues that you're with from the beginning. So it's like, as a reminder of going off what you just said of it being high school, like, don't burn bridges. <laughs> you know, it's like Helen said, she's an open and honest. <laughs> Unless you can swim, right? Yes. <laughs> But it's like in law school, you don't want to be out there stranded alone, do you? No, I can guarantee you, no, I promise. Because even though you're like all big and bad and you're like, I can do this by myself, like, first off, there's no reason to be doing that. And second off, you can't. Trust me. So you have to smile and wave. You have to swallow your pride. You have to, oh, be an adult. Unless someone really disrespects you, because there's been times where we know. 
people have been disrespected. And but also to say, you know, if you are disrespected, right, if someone says something to you, I mean, I de- definitely think it goes off of the emotions are high. Right. Like, I think that you really have to take a step back in those moments and maybe think about, you know, where these other people are at. Maybe it's better that you don't you aren't around them because maybe they're just not in a good place. Like, it's not always about the words that are said. It's about the circumstances and the actions around it. And I think that it's really important in law school. Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? When you're in that moment, you're like, I am so angry, you know, but in reality, like. You're like, dude, this isn't worth my energy, you know? And I think you really got to focus on your priorities. And I think, you know, going back to also what you said, Samantha, about knowing, you know, what your values are and, you know, these ideas that you have in your mind of, like, the way you want to live your life. Because shit's going to happen. People are going to come in and out. Life, crazy stuff's going to happen. And, like, how do you guide yourself through that? Especially as a young adult. It's so hard, guys. And I just think that... You know, you, you you said it really well, right? Like, just being yourself is so important. And if, if you don't focus on being yourself, like you said, people will see right through that. And there's also, like, that five-year rule. I don't know if you've heard about it. Like, if it won't matter in five years, don't spend more than five minutes worried about it. Yeah. So that's, that's what it's so good, too. guys. That's I'm going to put that in a post. Like, yeah. five years You'll from now, see if it that won't too. matter, like, then don't waste energy. Because at the end of the day, like, it's energy, yeah. Like you said, energy wasted. Manifest the good things. Let like we, you just want to be zen. Mm-hmm. Zen. Because you're gonna have a lot of things in law that are gonna try to disrupt that zen. And I think that that is literally like the most in the nutshell way you can put it. Because you know you're always like, God, oh, those girls they like really talk about mental health a lot and like energy. And it's like, yes, <laughs> we do. <laughs> And now we're going to start talking about um, crystals and what crystals we use. <laughs> exactly, and, right? Like, and it's like, did you bring the sage? <laughs> <laughs> because it's, you just have so much life and you get jaded in a sense because you deal with people's problems all day. You're a fixer. And sometimes you're like, oh, I wish someone would, you know, love me. And it's like, yes, <laughs> my problems. Right. And you have to do that for yourself. You know, your biggest client is yourself. So never forget that. Retweet. Now, Helen, what would you, your biggest tip, like if you had one thing to tell any incoming law student or someone thinking about law school, yeah. how, you know, any, it can be about being, you know, doing good, good in school or just anything. What's your biggest tip? Yeah. I think Haley's like said it so many times, just being yourself. Cause I feel like any success I've had in law school or any networks or friendship I've made have just come from being myself. And like you said, never really changing up from that. And if you can stay grounded, you'll be rewarded, whether it's by networking, friendships, outlines, jobs, like you just have to be you. I know it sounds so No, weird. that's so true though. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> yes. Because honestly, at the end of the day, we only have ourselves when we go to bed at night. I mean, most of us. <laughs> that sounded weird. But um, yeah, we only have ourselves and we should just do anything that makes us happy, proud to be a lawyer. And if, you know, just be yourself. Yeah. And the only person you can control is you. There you go. Yeah. All right, Helen, we'll tell everybody where they can find you. And if they have any questions, you know, where they can reach out. Okay, if you want to reach out to me, my Instagram is that's so hells. That's T H A T S S O H E L L two Z's. Love it. And 
Can they add, can they add you on LinkedIn? Oh yeah, on LinkedIn. <laughs> on LinkedIn. My LinkedIn. It should just be under Helen Marie Edom. I'm pretty sure I'm the only one with that name. So perfect. Yeah. And if you guys are, you know, if you're a sports lawyer or something, hit her up, dude. You yeah. you want her to work for you? I promise. <laughs> yeah. So like anyone listening, <laughs> I wish they could see this right because I'm like. <laughs> Because you can. But um, <laughs> on that note, we are going to go. We have things to do, Work. things to talk about, right. catching up to do, yes. and also homework. So on that note, be safe, be healthy, wear your mask. If you choose to, get your vaccine. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, we will talk to you again next week. Make sure and follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.